Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. All throughout September, we're focusing on small business owners. Some are new to the show, and some are revisits with past guests. In this special episode, Balboa Theatre owner Adam Bergeron catches us up on all they've done at the Outer Richmond Theatre throughout the pandemic. The Balboa Theatre is open for social distance popcorn pop-ups every Friday and Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m. and Sundays from 2 to 6 p.m. Please visit cinemasf.com for other ways to support them during the pandemic. Here's Adam. You know, it's it, it's a, it's a funny story leading into this because it was it was you know business wasn't great, but what it, we you know the holiday season was a little lackluster. There wasn't just kind of that big holiday blockbuster, and then uh, Oscar season wasn't quite as it, it it wasn't that kind of Oscar season where you had to see a bunch of movies mm -hmm. because they might win a bunch of awards right there was a few they were gonna get it it was really like a two-horse race and Parasite was kind of everybody's favorite I was gonna say it, it was a good problem right. at least for not a theater owner person because right. I was like oh they're they're all kind of really good movies yeah at least the ones I saw so it was a little like we had Parasite we and we had you know we but but we it, it was a little bit of a lackluster beginning of the year, okay. and as we as the virus began to be known, and it, you know the one thing you kept on hearing on the news before the sh lockdown and before everything was schools and theaters, schools and theaters, mm -hmm. schools are unsafe, theaters are unsafe, mm -hmm. and I kept on watching TV and being like, "Stop saying that!" <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, You're scaring people away. <laughs> but so, so attendance was really kind of dwindling as mm. we led into, you know, the 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 shutdown, mm -hmm. right? And then the weekend of the shutdown, I I had gotten this advance word on Friday, March thirteenth, right? That any building with a capacity over 100 in San Francisco was going to have to shut down mm -hmm. at, that afternoon at 5. Right. And so I was prepared to do it. I had, pre I had prepped the staff, and I was ready to go. And then, and then London Breed announced it via Twitter, right. which is weird. <laughs> um, so I shut down, thinking it was kind of official. But all the other theaters in town stayed open for the weekend, and I felt like this stupid Pollyanna, like, oh man, I just like lost a whole weekend of business. We finally had a new movie. There was um, Pixar's Onward had oh, yeah. opened that yep. that weekend, yep. and then I was just losing like, all no. the business, you know. And so and I felt just like, oh man, I'm so stupid. I just should have mm -hmm. done like everybody else and pretend like I didn't see the tweet, <laughs> right? You know, which is. Totally valid. Totally. Completely. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I am too. I, I don't even have Twitter. I don't <laughs> right, even exactly. I, I actually didn't see the tweet. I had exactly. to like dig around to find it, but because I knew it was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And so then of course on Tuesday there was an actual shutdown. Yes. So which brings us to the lockdown. So then at the beginning, I like everybody else, you know, baked sourdough bread and planted a garden and and just sort of forgot about the business altogether. There was some break-ins on the block at the Balboa and the ATM out front ended up getting broken into. And so we ended up boarding up, which we didn't want to do, but we boarded up and we, and we, uh, you know, and we, we painted a mural over the boards, Yes, you did, you know, and so, which felt like sort of at least, you know, better than just having these blank boards. Right. And, and then checked on the theaters every day cause worried about 
potential vandalism, mm -hmm. yada, yada. It was happening sort of around the city mm -hmm. a little bit, you know? And, uh, and so then there was the whole round of applying for every mm -hmm. grant mm -hmm. and every forgivable loan, right? And that was a long process. Were you cool at least, because if memory serves, it was like, uh, shelter in place order. The first one was like two weeks or something. It was like we're gonna check back in in April or something. April seventh, right? Yeah. It was supposed to go till April seventh. So were you business wise? Were you projecting to be okay in that time? Uh, kind I, of. Okay is a f super vague right. term. I, I think like, kind of. I mean, we were. It was again. We were kind of financially strapped, right. in, kind of in a general sense. Okay you know, at that time. And so what, it, no, it, you know, it, we, we were really hoping to reopen. Right. And I remember the date April 7th, cause that we, we posted it on our website and I remember looking back and we did, we never changed it for a long time. And we looked back at somewhere in May and being like, Oh, it says like when we reopen April 7th on, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was like six It's one of those ago. things that seems yeah. quaint now. It's like, yeah. how cute of us to think that it was just going to be two weeks. Right. Right. <laughs> so that, so, you know, the, then uh, you know, and then I, I guess somewhere in May, th there was this like we we got to figure so some way to 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 make a buck. Mm -hmm. You know, like this isn't you know this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. The uh, oh, there's there's a lot. Of, you know, it's weird because there's a certain amount of electricity that you need to use. The projectors have to be run. Mm -hmm. We were producing garbage oddly. Hmm. You know, like there was we were do, of course we like everybody did a lot of cleaning. Right, right. You know, and, and we do we you know we did a lot of projects and so you're sort of producing garbage and so you're still paying for that, you're just kind of paying in general for things. Right. And that was all kind of adding up. Mm -hmm. you know? Were you able to keep your staff? So no, we immediately told everybody. So s since we jumped the gun and closed a couple of days early, we closed on the Friday. On the Saturday, we had a meeting with the staff. And we just, we handed out all this unemployment paperwork and just said, apply right away. Right. Like, let's get the ball rolling right away. And so I feel yes. like most of them c kind of were like a week ahead of, you know, the curve. And they avoided that whole big crunch where people got lost in the shuffle. Right. But, a but a few of them did get lost in the shuffle, mm -hmm. you know, like people that waited right. did. You right, know? right, right, right. So, and then, then we had this huge snafu with the PPP loan, mm -hmm. we got, it took a really long time for us to ever hear back, mm -hmm. you know, and it's almost hard to remember like the stages of all of this, right. but it felt very desperate, right? Every business is applying, mm -hmm. you're reading about it, you're hearing about it, but there's no, you have to apply through, you can apply through any bank, but you're more likely if you do it through your bank, mm -hmm. right? People that had smaller banks were getting it quickly. Okay. We're B of A, and so we didn't have a small bank. So it, it, anyway, long time went. Every other business I knew was getting it, mm -hmm. and, we, and we didn't. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't. And then finally it said, oh, you're approved. Uh, you'll receive the money in your account within two days, and then we didn't get it. And so like day three, day four, day eight, day 12, Jesus. day 15, and, and you're freaking out. And yeah. we're taking multiple trips to the bank and trying, you know, like hat in hand kind of. And, and, they're, and they're saying, sorry, there's nothing we can do. This is a whole separate, you know, all you can do is continue to send the emails into the ether that you've been sending. Right. And so we find out, but if it goes to 20 business days, they have to retract it. Like, so it was clear that something was wrong. And so we, 
I had a Zoom meeting with my managers, and I was like, I'm fucking freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where we are. That was on day 16 after the approval. And, uh, and, and Chloe, our general manager, was like, do you want me to tweet? about it and I was like do whatever the fuck you know like t- tell this any- whole thing started with a tweet let's, <laughs> let's end it with a tweet so I was like yeah to, you know send, send so she tweeted about it and and tagged Bank of America in the tweet and the next day I got this phone call like hi I'm Chad I'm Bank of America's national social social media rep guy okay. and so he was like hey I heard you're having some troubles you know, and so I was like, oh, my God, I am. And he's like, well, let me hook you up. Now you've got a personal banker. And then and so then all of a sudden the next day we have the money. Everything's fine. OK. Right. So but then we also got the EIDL loan. And so I thought, oh, well, that either one of them could save us. And so I thought, let's wait on the PPP. All the staff was getting the six hundred dollars mm-hmm. per week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's hold off. You guys keep getting your 600 bucks, because even if I put you back on payroll right now, it won't equal that. Right. You know? Right. And so we waited and waited, and at first you only had eight weeks to use the PPP money, mm-hmm. but there was rumor that they were going to extend it. Huh. So we took a chance. <laughs> they did extend it. So we had 24 weeks to use it. So okay. we so basically, at, at the, now fast forward, everybody's on payroll now. Okay. And w- so when in that sort of framework did you start figuring out stuff to do stuff events and event, oh so stuff to sell etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah that, I, I think to be a business again pretty yeah words. pretty pretty early on i had heard about some theater in michigan or or wisconsin that was selling popcorn to go mm-hmm. and i went oh because we're really proud of our popcorn and, and it was like oh right that's our thing that's what we should be doing and they were doing kind of this sealed touchless situation because you remember again at the beginning of this like that's what we were all doing all the time right mm-hmm. and so but i thought oh, i, I want i'd love to do it a little bit more personally than that you know can we open and have it be where i hand you a popcorn you know or, and so we figured out a whole system where like i'm out front and i'm the money guy and then there's somebody else who's the popcorn popper mm-hmm. gloved and masked and everything and then there's a runner Right. And so like and nobody ever varies from their job. So no cross contamination. Right. You know, and we thought, all right, that's probably the best we can do. There was talk of no cash. But but it's funny how many people have been using cash this whole time. Awesome. Like, you know, cash has been, I think, I don't know, it hasn't gone away. I was worried myself a little bit in the beginning that because there's those forces that are trying to go that way already. Yeah. And, and then a lot of businesses were doing that because of the contact <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, yeah, not so fast, y'all. And I do, I definitely will go to businesses even now that are saying they don't accept right. cash. Right. You know? But I think technically you have to accept cash. I would hope so. Yeah. And it's king. Cash is king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, and then we, we, so we, we started opening on Saturdays and doing it. And the first couple were, I mean, there were two, there was that situation where it was too busy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like a hundred people around the we're on the block, Jeez. you know, and just like we were, ha- we got on the first week, we popped and popped and popped. We had like so much popcorn popped, but everyone was buying four larges, five larges, you know, families worth of larges. And we had it where you waited in this huge line and then you got to us. And once you ordered, it was a 45 minute wait for popcorn. Oh, like it was crazy. God. It wasn't even good crazy. It was like, that's yeah, too long. You right, know? right. And so, and then the second week, it was almost like that, but, but, but a little bit more 
intolerable. And right. then it just became kind of normal, busy all the time, but, but just, just, you know, no, no wait. Here's your popcorn two minutes later. You and know? were you already doing virtual cinema at that time? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, we had been doing... The, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the industry itself pivoted to virtual cinema almost immediately. It's almost like they just had it in the can, hmm. like ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and so really, you know, you go through... I send them our logo and a little info about us, and you go to a splash page that says, Balboa Theater or Vogue Theater presents... Right. An evening with Charles Bukowski, yes. you know, and then, and, but you're not at our website. You've left our website. Right. You've gone to the distributor's website right. and then they just keep track, you know, instead of us taking the money the way we would have for a normal movie, the distributor takes the money and then they pay us out somewhere down the line. Okay. And, um, and it's been amazing Yeah, because it's, it's not a huge moneymaker, you know I mean? It's like some people do it. Yeah. You know, there was a, Recently, we had jazz on a summer's day. Yeah. 1958, Newport Jazz Festival. It's like a brand new 4K resolution. Awesome. You know, it's been redone. It's amazing. And I could tell by the number of people that were talking to me about it and emailing me about it that there was a lot of interest mm-hmm. about it. So I felt like, oh, this one's really successful. But 24 people ended mm-hmm. up watching it. You know, so it's like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. So were you guys doing the commentary <laughs> right away? Wasn't that an option? Or, or well, we were doing some of that. Once right? a week. We do what we call the stay-at-home movie night. That's what it was. Which yeah. is, we have this like a chat room, like an old school chat room, as if it's like two thousand and two. Aim, you know? right? <laughs> and you and and we watch. And most of the time with these, it's not even a movie that we're offering. It's just a movie that's available on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll say we're watching Maltese Falcon because we like to pick San Francisco movies, right? Mm-hmm. So we're watching Maltese Falcon this week, and. Like, we're all going to press play at 7.30, and it'll be moderated by Harry or Chloe or me. Yes. Somebody, and, and, and then you just, people enter this chat room, and we just all talk about this movie. Like, wow, look at those crazy shoes, you know? Or, or and then, at, you know, after the George Floyd incident, whatever we want to call that, 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 you know, we became pretty socially active just as a group, mm-hmm. and, and, we as a as a theater group were going to marches and we stopped doing the pop-ups for a minute because we had exposed ourselves potentially to covid mm-hmm. so we needed to all get tested before we mm-hmm. could come back and do it mm-hmm. and so then we started showing kind of i guess like a, a black lives matter version of these movies okay right and so and then i started doing kind of these it was different the chat room because i started doing these deep dives like I would study Black Panthers all week and then and just kind of like write a lot and then kind of cut and paste, like watch the movie a couple of times over the course of the week and then cut and paste like informational paragraphs into the chat room. What was it? VH1 did pop up videos? It was like that. Kind of like that. Yeah, it yeah. Was a Your little version like that. of that, but yeah. in the Black Lives Matter summer of 2020 version. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. So, and I did a lot of like, I really got kind of deep on Black Panthers. There's like an Agnes Varda. A documentary about the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Black Power mixtape. Oh shit! Right, and there was, and you know, and then there's, there, then there was, there were other movies too. Selma, mm-hmm. right? We sort of went down that road for okay. for quite a number of weeks. Okay, you know, doing that. Yeah, so that's a lot. And so I guess fa- uh, fast forward us to to now because I know there's a couple of new things like the you guys did music last weekend or yeah out here yeah yeah so for two weekends okay so it's a couple weekends so th- so then at some point I, I maybe two months ago i was like we should close down the street 
and we should mm. show movies on the street. Mm -hmm. And we tested it. We have these old projectors that were here like when we bought the place. Mm -hmm. We tested them. They're good. And we hooked them up to our sound system. They're good. And we well, actually, uh, uh, Lex, who is the executive director of the Roxy Theater, because I was trying to figure out how I was going to inflate a screen, but it's windy at the end of the street. And she said, no, you get a box truck and you strap like a, a like a big tarp a to it to that and 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 we did it and it was great but then there was two different things that happened one is the city said we can't approve it hmm. like we can't approve even if you're going to social distance and all that like we can't say we can't allow you to to gather that many people okay uh and then two there's we we, we were trying to rally all the businesses on the block but there's like there's 11 restaurants on this block mm -hmm. And some of them were like, yeah, I can't, I like living without the parking, I can't do it. Right. You know, so which made sense to me, you know? And so it was like, oh, okay, if it's not good for everybody, then it's not good for anybody, you know? Right, right, right. And so then right in the middle of that process, which took a minute, I pivoted and I just put in my application for a parklet, mm -hmm. which they approved like right away. And so we built it right away. Okay. And uh, like the day we got the approval, we just started building it. And that was like a Wednesday. And then by like Saturday, people were in it, nice. you know? And so we, and so, and so then we started opening three days a week, showing movies in the parklet. On the, this. On this. Yeah. This huge 75 inch TV, which the giant, the San Francisco Giants let us borrow for the, 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 the remainder of the year. In the cart set up No, we built or? the cart. Rad. We built the cart. Rad. And, uh, and so, it, and, it, and, it, and it works pretty great. Because awesome. the thing we were the thing about projection is it has to be dark. Right. It has to be actually dark, dark. Right. And so you're not you're not even beginning the process until eight thirty at night in the summer, whereas a that's TV. And that's know. too late. Then you're not you're not really they don't really want you to be open that late. Whereas TV you can see. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And so, thank you, Giants. Yeah, thank you, Giants. Hell yeah, Giants. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so we started opening Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, and then our friends at Noise Records, Danny Brown, who owns Noise Records up the street, was like, and he's been saying this all along, like, hey, you need a band? Like, before I did any of this, he's like, hey, man, you want a band? He'll mm -hmm. say that, like, once a week. Hey, you want to, you want to, <laughs> anytime. Like, and so absolutely. it was like, all right, I think we do. And it was, that was uh, Bird and Beckett Books, which is in where I, my neighborhood. Yes. Right? In mm -hmm. Glen Park. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eric Whittington, the owner there, mm -hmm. he wanted to do a Labor Day protest called Music is Labor mm -hmm. and and have bands play, but nobody's accepting tips. Out there in Glen Park? Or? Yep. Okay. Uh, they have a slow street on Chenery there. Yes. Um, and he was doing streaming from inside of his store with no audience and then there was music on the street. And he said, do you, do you want to participate and be an alternate venue for that? And so I got in touch with Danny and said, hey, I think this is our moment, you know, let's do it. And so we did it on, and, and we, I got kind of nervous because we're not al really allowed to do that. Mm. And, and then as soon as we did it, and it was so great, and I, I, it was like kind of emotional to see live music again, right. really. Right, right, right. And, uh, and then at the end of the day, we were like, you know, fuck it, let's just keep doing this until they tell us we can't do it anymore. So you started on Labor Day, but the day before, I guess? It was, was well, we started Sunday on the Monday, on and Monday. then now okay. we've switched it to Sundays. Okay. So we did it last Sunday, and now we'll do it this Sunday. So so we're just basically going to do that until they tell us we can't do it. And you do, do you do popcorn and beer and yep. drinks at those as well? Yep. Cool. Always popcorn and beer. Always popcorn and beer. Yeah. Since... Uh, this special podcast is going to come out a few days after Mike's. Do you want to 
ping on what he because it's going to be in his episode. Okay, he mentioned that you guys's merch orders. So for him, it's orders, right? But he also has an idea of what you're selling. So that's been pretty good for you guys, huh? Yes. Well, better than pretty good. Like, I mean, life saving. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Okay. That's the other piece of it is that we sell uh, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, bandanas, right, all logoed. Um, and it, and we've been working with Babylon burning who we love and are good friends with. And it's been, it's amazing because there's a guy that works there named Seth. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I've literally walked in with, with like chicken scratch drawings. Like I want it to look like this and be kind of like this, like a psychedelic pattern, you know? And then he turns it into this super cool thing. Yep. Right, and then a couple days later, we've got shiny T-shirts that are ready to go. Nice, uh, and then tote bags too. And so that has and that has turned into you know because there's a there's a ton of people that want to support you, and, but you have to give them a way right. to do it. And it's and it's it's not easy to just have your hand out with nothing to give back. Right, you know. So it's like it's so much better when you're like, hey, here's a pretty cool item. That I'm proud of, that you know, that that I, I would love to sell to you, mm -hmm. and and that has really worked. So we've done online sales. I was gonna ask, and um, and that's another piece of it. For whatever dumb reason, like four days before the lockdown happened, we got, we started, we launched our new website that had this merchandise page that we had. We were like, we'll get to that, you know. And then yeah. like five days later, we were like, let's get to that right that's, now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey. and uh, and and we just became kind of a t-shirt shop. So we, I, I have shipped, put into envelopes and shipped one thousand and eighty-four orders My as goodness. of today. My goodness, so insane. Are you getting orders from outside of the Bay Area? Oh yeah, yeah. We get orders. You know, I mean, just this week I shipped to Salt Lake City and Alabama and Queens and Brooklyn. Awesome. I mean, what I would say is that this, this is, and this is probably how I ended it the last time we spoke. It's unbelievable how this neighborhood and this city supports. I'm sure it supports a lot of businesses, but this this business, it's incredible. You just feel the love, and you know, people that come week after week after week after week and buy a popcorn and tip the staff 50 bucks, you know, like wow. just that kind of stuff that just happens. Like, and it's like, these people come week in and week out. They never stop. Right. And they always, you know, we put out a new hoodie and, and it gets, it just gets scooped up. And I know that they're not, I'm sure they love the hoodies, but they're doing it to support us. You know, it's, it's happening because they, they dig us and they want us to stick around, you know, and it's, and it's made me, yeah, I was so for the first couple of months, I was so sort of hunkered down in my own world mm -hmm. and like contracted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I've been like, oh, no, there's all those places like I need Bird and Beckett books to make it. I need them. I need Amoeba to make it right. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I need Green Apple books to make it like there's all these places that that my city, my San Francisco doesn't not have green apple books in it right that would be ridiculous why right. would i even be here then and so like i need to take it upon myself to make sure so then just going out and buying from everybody and buying from every restaurant that i love and mm -hmm. and all that and you know just sort of spreading it all around too mm -hmm. so there's that but mm -hmm. then as far as where it, where it goes i mean i really hope that there's a vaccine you know the ideal world is 
that they they do push through this vaccine. It does happen before election day, and then Trump still loses, right? right? Like that's <laughs> right. like that's like the right. There's the ideal scenario. I like that because I think that to be indoors, I think we know enough now, and there's tons of mysteries about this. But to be indoors in an auditorium watching movies for two hours with other people, it's just not safe, right. you know. And it's, there's nothing we can do about that for now. Yeah, and. It, even if they allow us, almost the kiss of death would be nothing changes and they just say, hey, theaters, you can open up. Mm. And then we open and then we just do, no one really comes. The first weekend you get people that really want to support you when they come, but then as they're sitting there watching the movie, they're like, God, I just, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I can imagine it. You have a long time in a movie with you and your thoughts. Right. You know, You're like, what did that guy cough? <laughs> right, what's, what's going on over Someone there? Someone cleared <laughs> their throat. Fuck, because that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. that's, I, I, you know, I really feel like we need, you know, a vaccine to be able to open up to business as usual. In the meantime, I hope to sell enough popcorn and beer and hoodies to, 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 to so we can just sort of stumble from month to month, mm-hmm. you know, in and a pleasant main, way. Maintain a presence. Yeah. I think that's another huge thing that you're doing. And a lot of businesses are, but. Yep. And it becomes a little easier because you don't, there's so many things you don't have to do right now. Mm-hmm. You can really focus on, oh, all right, this is the work I'm doing. And, right. you know, I can focus on it. And the nice part about, it, I should say about the t-shirts too and the hoodies is you see them up and down the street. Everywhere right. you're like, oh, right. look, you got a Balboa t-shirt on. You got it's a Vogue like, t-shirt on. It's so like being sweet. in a band and people are wearing your shit. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, right. I can only, I've never known what that was like before. Now yeah. You, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> That was Adam Bergeron. We've got two more special podcasts for you. We'll meet the owners of Pops Bar tomorrow. And then we'll catch up with Mark Bischke of The Stud and 48 Hills. Look for Mark's episode next Monday. On the next regular episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll get to know 111 Mena owners Michelle Delaney and Alex Kivelstead. Please join us for episode 35 next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.